Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the D-Hoop University podcast. This is your host, Daryl Harris, also known as D-Hoopster. Lots have happened in the last couple of days. The most important, Lake shows in the second round. <laughs> also, we have a game seven on Sunday. You got to love that. Best believe casual diehards are here. We're going to recap a lot that has happened in the last couple of nights in the NBA. I've been consumed with the NFL draft a lot more than I expected. But I'm going to have to save the football talk for another time. I will gladly let you know in advance that we are going to ride for our teams a little bit on this episode and let our true colors show a bit. Sometimes you got to do that. You got to feed your day ones, your home team, and that's what we're going to do a little bit as well. I have another warning that this pod takes a little bit of a left, and by a little bit, I mean it takes a pretty good left, not too soon into the recording, so just wanted to give the listener a heads up, similar to, you know, a, a news story that has some either graphic or really personal evidence that the listener should be aware that they're going to get something that they don't really expect. But I do think that our conversation around it was organic and adds context to the conversation as well. That isn't being circulated that much. So you'll know what I'm talking about. I say all that to say, without further ado, let's talk some hoops. Here we are. Real, real, real casual diehard time. I'm coming into this with no hard rundown for us at all. So no. to steal a line from the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Shit, what do you want to talk about? Man. Because we could talk about a lot right now. We can talk about a lot. There is a lot to talk about. There's going to be a lot to cover. Do we want to assess um, the, the landscape of where we are at post Friday night's games. Yeah, let's start with Boston. Let's start. You know, I'm mission to talk about Boston. I feel I've you. had to deal with a little bit of chatter on the internet, and I've had to deal with a little bit of of buzz and electricity. Something tells me we're, we're in a similar we're in a similar frame of mind right now tonight, heading in round two. And it's funny because I just thought of this too before we recorded. Both of our teams did the same thing. But, like, at the end of the day, like, we're coming away, like. We got the job done. We did what we were supposed to do. Let's go. Like, all right, check one. Like. We did what we were supposed to do. And we didn't. And Job's not done. But, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When we put put the series to rest, it was clear who the better team was in both scenarios for both of our games. Yeah. And so I'm going to start with Boston. Um, And then there's the Warriors who are in game seven. But trust me. Yeah. That's going to be the main event. That's the main event on, on this recording because uh, we're going to let it build to that one. But just to kind of set the landscape because we're, we're letting it fly ahead of round two. Yeah. And the the safety straps are off. I feel the like loose. there's just a lot of juice, too, because it's like the weekend. Yeah. And it's like we made it to the weekend. I can relax. I don't have to worry about Slack. I don't have to worry about emails. Jimmy Butler feels the exact same way. Yeah, Jimmy that's, how, that's how Jimmy Butler felt. He's like, all right, we're moving on. All right, continue. Let's let's uh let's talk about Boston, man, because 
Atlanta, they they were a little dangerous. They got dangerous. Atlanta got dangerous, and and part of the reason why I picked the Celtics in six was because I knew Atlanta was going to eventually figure out that pace and hitting the three ball at an effective clip was the only way to really beat this team. The Celtics are at their best when Robert Williams can kind of meander through the paint and block shots and switch out on bigger guys and hold his own. But once Atlanta started subbing out Capella, which is something that we talked about and bringing in John Collins and John Collins was able to get his jumper going, it spaced Boston out a lot. And you saw Robert Williams be a little less effective, even though at the end of the game, he obviously had a few big plays uh, to keep things alive. But at the end of the day, Boston showed that they were just the better team in those last five minutes. That's what separates great teams from from good teams. Atlanta's a good team. And if they were in a different matchup, who knows? If they were the eight seed and Miami was the seven seed, things would be really different right now. But, you know, they just got caught right. um, by a team that was hungry. And the way the Celtics closed that game is what's so jarring about what happened because it just felt like the Celtics were executing in really dramatic ways. Well, it started clicking when it really needed to. Yeah. They were they were really tiptoeing the line of, you know, giving that team a good shot of confidence to where they think that they could have pulled it off. But right at about the five minute mark where things needed to turn, they kind of turned. And yeah. I think the dagger was was well before the final two minutes even the dagger was the putback was the Jason Tatum putback dunk and Brown started rolling again midway through the fourth quarter after again being hot both of them over 30 and it's just like that's why we both have been adamant I'm telling you on every episode that that's the best team in the Eastern Conference and you don't have to sell me on remember I told you after game one and game two, I repeated, I was like, no, this is a sweep. This is a sweep. I think one team is clearly better. You were right. You know the team very well. You know him personally. Yeah. Like, I'm right. Like, no, I wasn't right about the Lakers series. But, like, I know the Lakers. I always, like, consider the worst yeah. <laughs> about how it could be. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. No, that, that Tatum moment was definitive. We kind of have to actually mention – Milwaukee and Miami before we go too much further in these takes because with Milwaukee getting eliminated I don't think Giannis had the popular vote of the best player in the world but I think he had like the electoral college vote of the best player in the world (laughs) and with them being out of here and with Buddy missing 12 free throws with you know the game on the line yeah he lost the electoral college. He uh, he played hurt, obviously. That's I don't know who, if it was that, as a parent. Who, I'll give you credit. I'll, here's I'll the you, thing: uh, when you I'll play, you, that. you either you either play and you play your hardest and you live with the results, which I think he is. And I get the frustration right. because right. maybe that's human. That's very human. It just is what it is. He played. He still had a great game. It, would he have liked to have some of those free throws back? Yeah. But at the end of the day. And that um, game's not on him. 
It's not just on him. It's not just we'll save them this talk for later and we'll come back to it. But boy, oh boy, Mike Buddenholzer. So I do want to say actually, this is a good time to mention this on the pod. It was reported earlier today that his brother died in like a car crash during Christ. Yeah, like during during the series. And so I see I I was one of the people that was also like, what why is he not coaching right? But I don't want to speculate that it had an impact on it, but how could it not, you know? Wow. I I actually I'm really shocked that I haven't heard this. You guys don't know I'm a news producer. I work in news. So A, I hear stuff like this every day. But B, I understand for that reason, you know, the severity. And I I never mean to talk light of it in, you know, in context of the conversation. But, wow, I I wish I had heard that. I wish I had seen that. Um, Yeah, it was. uh, kind of understand. And that kind of, that puts some context on maybe the big picture. At the end of the day, this is always just sports. And we're going to have fun talking about it. Exactly. um, We can't act like this isn't real life. I was. You know, I'm in the mood every day I get in the car and got her driving traffic to freaking work. (laughs) So anything can happen to where it just affects, you know, everything. But well, then, man, best wishes to that man on a a different level. But we'll get back to the hoops. Stick back to basketball, obviously. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think there was just some some coaching failures. There was a lack of adjustments everybody's gravitating to the timeouts you know where i stand on timeout discussions i would have liked to see them use one in that scenario when Giannis decided not to go to the rim when he had the ball that's when you probably take the timeout because you know grayson allen with the season on the line is trying to tony two tap <laughs> i don't know what he's doing <laughs> my well, player you just, you're like double spamming square you, you just juxtapose that with you know We talk about playoff, Jimmy. Yeah. Playoff Spo. Playoff that Spo. was one of the reasons we mentioned in our preview that. Well, what I adjustments were made by the Heat? I don't even really know because I don't know their team like that. But it didn't well, feel like they made many. We, we can we can stay here for a moment. I think because this this is a point that I wanted to mention. Man, the contributions they're getting from guys, and we 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 bagged on Struess. We bagged on Gabe Vincent. I will confess, my right hand's in the air. <laughs> we talked about Kyle Lowry, but I look at the season in three stages, and it's just a reminder of when you progress through each. I, before All-Star, between All-Star and the postseason, and this postseason is phase three. And some players are built for phase three, but that's a product that you develop throughout yeah. the course of the entire year. So you're just seeing these guys who – for one, are you know playing again? You know playing their hearts out. Essentially, Kevin right. Love just got there. He's doing the same celebrations he was doing with LeBron, yeah, who he was in you know in the trenches with for a while, yeah. and you can just tell he's rejuvenated. They talk about heat culture, but that just being a characteristic of the team. There's you know a culture everywhere. Yeah, their culture is strong, and those guys are 100 percent in shape. Like. Dude, Struess and Vincent were here. Like, they came to play in that game. And it wasn't just about scoring. Struess had a crazy block. Vincent hit the three that set up the game-winning sequences. Yeah. If he doesn't hit that three that he takes confidently with about 18 seconds left, I think, you know, and hit it, 
you know, the domino, then the ricochet inbounds pass came, you know, it's, it was just, that was such a crazy game. And we can't really swing back too hard on the play-by-plays of how those games ended, but it was, it was a big, it was a big moment. It was, it was, I agree. I, it is. And Spolster was able to, yeah. And Jimmy, and that's the thing as well. Jimmy was pretty much for the last couple of games in that series, he was able to give it to you at the beginning of the game. And he was able to give it to you at the end of the game. Yeah. And unless you're kind of following along, there's a long chunk in the middle where they're just, you know, preserving him because he's given it, you know, 110%. And during that stretch, the team is holding it together. They're, you know, playing defense. They're getting stops. And this was with no Tyler Hero. They also, you know, subtract Oladipo from the equation. So it's like there was the Vincent, there was a Duncan Robinson game. There was the Max Struess game. There yeah. was two Jimmy Butler games. And Bam had his best game in the closeout of the series. So that was encouraging if, you know, you're rooting for Miami. I think the man. It's going to be a great series because the Knicks are built different than Milwaukee is in terms of roster composition. So I'm interested to see this sort of small ball thing that Miami has in a weird way where Bam is the five, but he's playing more like a stretch four, but he has like a five size and he has like a five rim protector against these like New York beefy giants in Mitchell Robinson and Julius Randle and this like, because this team also is like the same type of, mold or energy where it's like we're just tough hard-nosed guys but these guys have like harlem and brooklyn like from new york you know what i mean like they're new york tough it's a different kind of tough like there's heat culture but then there's like patrick look we got we got it's just the right yeah if it's the right right? time we're still uh we're still getting used to this uh to this new york city swag again in 2023 we are but i am the way i looked at this series i was like all right the Bucks kind of all they didn't fold, but they went down swinging. They but they they went down though. Yeah. If not, we're just watching that, you know, ship. And in my opinion, you know, m- much of that core is over thirty, and you know, might need some recalibration. I think this is the year it, it gets yeah. broken up probably in the off season. Yeah, has to. But I looked at the Knicks roster, and I was like, all right. I still think that teams and you factor in the Giannis injury mm-hmm. has to be a fact. It's, it's factored into the equation. Hundred mm-hmm. percent Giannis, the first quarter Giannis who got rolling in Game Fours and Game Five, that Giannis was going to cook. Yeah. So, kind of factor that in. So I'm like, all right, this team kind of just didn't have it to mm-hmm. stop this epic, you know, couple Sorry. of collapses. Yeah. I was like, who on the Knicks isn't going out like that? I was like, I don't really think Jalen Brunson's going out like that down the down the stretch of yeah. these games because the reason Miami was coming was coming from behind in these games was because Jimmy wasn't able to press the gas for the entire game. Yeah. But when he presses it again in the fourth quarter, they start catching, they start like, yo, I'm really on you right now. And yeah. you feel their presence. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, who on the Knicks isn't going out like this down down the stretch? And I probably Brunson because he's going to respond 
Josh Hart's not going out like that. Yeah. He he's gonna take that assignment, I bet. Yeah, he is. And I was like, I don't think Julius Randle's going out like that. Hit or miss. Depends on how hurt he right. is. Bam Depends can equally Bam, Bam can match it 100 yeah. percent Night for night. So yeah. But in terms of just like the the coldness that Milwaukee had, I'm like, is this happening? I'm like, is quickly going out like that? Like, is he going down with like this, this many consecutive too. like missed Wait, field God. goals, bro? In the fourth quarter of that game five, they were sitting on three field goals made with three minutes left in the quarter. Yeah, Milwaukee was. Yeah, I don't think R.J. Barrett's going out like that. He's shooting, that's for sure. He may not make them, but he's shooting. He's definitely and RJ's down to get physical. You know what I'm saying? He can guard anybody. And I saw some interesting thing about he's how down the bump. So they're involving RJ in a lot more pick and rolls as the screener. And it's like becoming incredibly effective for their offense. There's actually this crazy video on it, but that's funny. No. What the the Kyrie, the comments from D about, you know, I'm not a point guard, I'm a you know, basketball yeah. player. The comments about you know let don't let this guy shoot don't let him shoot because he's just a hooper. Yeah, RJ it kind of fits the mold where yeah. it's like he just plays. It's going to be tough to decide how is the best way to use him because he can kind of do some do of it all of with, yeah. you know outside of the you know big man responsibilities. But I don't think he's going out like that. I don't think Madison Square Garden. I don't think MSG is going out like that. So I are we, I'm, are we probably, making a prediction here? Is this what is this what we're doing? That's what just if I'm looking at the scale, my scale goes that way. And it I'm I'm down for seven, and in a seven-game series, it's gonna swing. And I I'm not saying that that heat team is going out in four or five either. Yeah. So either way, I think I'm calling the Knicks. You're going with the Knicks? I think I'm going with the Knicks just because I think Jimmy might, you know, he had it for a couple games and he's going to be good for a couple of them. The the scariest factor of it all is just that they're just going to figure out a way and they can play like trash for two or three games and still, you know, come out with a series. And they just, you know, on the games they need to win, they can take care of business and the couple Jimmy Butler performances they can get and they can win some of the games that they shouldn't win. I are more tested. I saw a post saying that, you know, those 2020 bubble championship teams looking pretty good right now. And even though the rosters are almost completely different, if you keep your big three and Jimmy Bam and, you know, elevate hero, or you just keep LeBron and AD, you got the same team. <laughs> yeah. Um, Man, I would love to see the Knicks win this series, but... I don't blame you if you roll with the Heat. I don't know. I think it's difficult, though. I think it's a little difficult. It, it is pretty difficult. I, You know what? I'll, I'll throw this out. I'll throw this out. Because I don't care about this series because I don't like either team. And assuming we beat Philly, I don't like either team. I'm gonna go with my I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Miami in five. You know what's really what I'm gonna go with oh, Miami. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. I'm gonna go with Miami in five. You're feeling some type of way. And here's why. And here's why. I think I think the size of new york is what's ultimately going to be their downfall 
I think Miami will scheme a way to get Mitchell Robinson off the floor, and they're going to force guys like quickly, guys like Quentin Grimes to defend. And Quentin Grimes has been a great defender, but this Miami team has been here. I understand that this New York team is also a veteran team, but if Miami's really real, they should be able to win it in five. We'll see. If if Jimmy's really this guy, you know what's we'll really see. funny? We'll see, Jimmy. You're scoring a lot of points. Let's see. You're the guy now. You're the guy. Hey, from a Celtics fan, you're the guy. You're the guy. Let's see. Let's see you do it in five. These guys don't know what you're about. You're playoff Jimmy. You know what I mean? You're playoff Himmy. Himmy Neutron, and they got Sheen. They got Sheen over there. Shooting he's, dr- for he's drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Sheen, Carl. That Kool-Aid is bright red over there. We'll see. Come on, you know Jimmy. what's You know what's hilarious and poetic? Remember I had the Michael Myers tea? Yeah. When I was shouting out the heat. Yeah. And Jimmy and sending the warning to Milwaukee and saying, I, I'm telling you, he's alive. You know, you, uh, you see the top of what I have on today, but I'm going to go ahead and pull it up now. Oh, my God. The notorious B.I.G. And eh? why? <laughs> Good Lord. Nah, that's not my official prediction. I'm just trolling you guys. We'll I just happen to have this one on. Oh, we'll so you're walking it back we, already. Good job. Where, Good we, job. where we drop it. No, nah, I just wanted to troll Miami Heat fans. Great uh, profile insurance there. No, I'm just kidding. Used to work at. Used to work for a for a health insurance company. <laughs> I got the best rates. <laughs> I got the best rates. He's now. sticking with the with the Celtics in six against the Hawks and gonna say his record's hundred percent. Nah, I was so actually. Nah, this would be a good segue into reviewing our our uh, our. Picks. Coming back, I have it. So we had Nuggets in four. We picked the Nuggets to win, which was true. They won in five. Um, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> Phoenix in. I had Phoenix in six. You had Clippers in seven. I think Phoenix won in five. So I technically got that one too. I, I had, had the hate. I had I had all the hate. I was remind you. I had the hate on the Suns, we and we did that had... after Game One, and the Clippers stole Game One. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Contextualizing. No. We had we both had Dubs in six. It's headed to a Game yeah. Seven. <laughs> Tended to a game seven. I had Lakers in six. You had Lakers in five. Uh, you had Bucks in seven. I had Bucks in six. We both had Cleveland in seven. <laughs> we both had Cleveland. My bad, big. Sorry, big. <laughs> we we had Cleveland in seven. We both had Philly in four. I had Boston in six, and you had Boston in four. So, I only really whiffed on the Bucks and Cleveland. <laughs> Both of those yeah. guys. Well, me like I said, we we did that after game one, and we immediately said, "All right, you no know, Milwaukee's in trouble mm-hmm. if they don't." And we didn't know what the status was going to be, so we were like, "We know for a fact this Miami team's winning a couple games." And that's why I left them off my power rankings second time and, around. Right, and we weren't wrong about how we forecasted what yeah. Miami was going to do. So, yeah, yeah. that's no, all good and all well, good. but. We should finish our Boston conversation. Yeah. I'm our down. Boston and LA conversation because I might have messed around and LeVar Ball a Boston LA finals and spoken into existence. You might have. 
I'm down to talk about Boston first and just toot my own horn a little bit in terms of the team. You do that, and I will follow you in similar fashion with the Lakers. So I wanna I wanna list out like six possessions that happened when the score was 113-113. Score was 113-113 with about 530 left to go in the game. Okay. Smart cuts back door, swings it to the corner. Horford hits a three. Horford forces a jump ball into a tray, bad shot, rebound. Jason Tatum hits a step back three, 116, 113. Jalen Brown glasses Deontay Murray on the other end. That was a good one. It was, he got up there. He got up there. He blocked. Whoa. He blocked. This man just exploded. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that was, Immediately the possession after Jalen Brown blocks Deontay Murray, Tatum gets the putback dunk. Transition. Yeah. Atlanta pushes it. It's what it's uh it's it's one it's 121, 113 at that point. Atlanta pushes it right after the Tatum putback dunk. Rob Williams blocks the living, you know what, out of a shot. Did you send Mark- that into the stands? If I if I remember correctly. What was that? Did you send that into the stands? Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> and then Atlanta does this. And the game was so weird because Atlanta does this thing where they can't get in the ball. So they're deliberately throwing it off the Celtics players. And it eventually results in a turnover because Boston clamps them on four straight possessions to the point where they can't even get the ball in. Marcus Smart was huge down that, that stretch. And nobody really, especially a lot of my friends, they'll be like, Marcus Smart shouldn't be taking those shots or Marcus Smart shouldn't be on the floor. But what people don't realize is he's a point guard and he makes this team go in such a unique way. Like he made all the big plays down the stretch. Yes. He had a turnover in the, in the, in crunch time. You don't want to see that, but he made so many positive plays. He did. He had a couple bricks in that. There were some bricks in that sequence. You get those though. You get them. Um, but he did hit the, the Ron Artest three. At the top, where it's like, oh, he just did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he hit the so, run. I mean, you take you take those though. I think right. with any kind of great player, out there for a reason. Yeah, yeah, you 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 just take the the good with the bad. So we uh, we love Marcus Smart over here. He's got his own cereal, by the way. If you haven't tried it, it's delicious. Free plug, Marcus Smart. Shout out. He's from Texas, I think. Is he not? I believe so. From Texas, went to Oklahoma State. Shout out to Big Twelve. Yeah, man, I uh, I I agree. I agree. Boston is the real deal. Boston's looking good, and we play Philly, who seems you to should be feel good ball. going into Philly. I feel great. Should I feel great? Are you serious? No, I I, I feel I, great. You should. You should. Philly's comforting. There, there's potential for three zero in this series. There is there's very there's high high potential that it can get to three zero. But if I'm going to take the baton and say that, yo, I made the championship argument for this team. I am now. I brought up where they stood in the betting odds to show and what relative standings the odds makers and the perception of where they were were entering the playoffs. It was not in the top five, even of odds. And I just wanted to say that, yo, this team 
it's going all the way. This Lakers team, yeah, going all the way. It certainly feels like that. I'm I'm here to take it on the chin if they drop a couple games in this next series, if they lose, if whatever happens, I'm down to take it on the chin. But you can't tell me, bro. Dude, 40 piece in the playoffs is crazy. I mean, they just did I not did I not text you You a nice audio message before this game? I should pull it up because I kept it. You did because I wanted I wanted it to be there. I I know what I said. I was like, hey, this is how this game script's gonna be. I thought that Bane would kind of be cooking, but I was like, Josh's not doing that again. He's not doing it tonight with the hand. It's not happening. I think that, you know, there might it might get a little testy, but I think that by the third quarter, we're gonna know this game's over. Yeah, you did verbatim, actually. So I'm more than pleased with those boys. I'm more than pleased with Darvin Ham. Um Buying Darvin Ham stock, uh, I will say that, because at the end of the day, I think he's a former player, and his relationship with his team is going to be from a teammate. And this is his first head coaching gig, so his yeah. relationship with this team is going to be unique, and we don't know how he gets down yet. Right. And he's learning; he has some learning curves, of course. But I'm starting to think that he understands this team, and it's hard not to when you have Anthony Davis on the team. Because you can trust that brother to anchor a defense in a way that nobody else in the NBA is doing. And the fact that he combines it with the skill, we can't underestimate some of the shots he hits around the rim. And I know ain't nobody saying that they're at this moment, they're not saying what they say about Anthony Davis. But I I want to say I've been a truther for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I the guy's different, man. He's I agree. Different, and when he's on the combination, and this LeBron, what's so crazy is, I feel like I'm. I I told you I'm going to work on the analogy of what this experience is, but I'm probably I'm so interested in how it plays out more so. I'm just invested, but dude, this LeBron is just like watching. You know, you're like noticing that your car runs different four or five years later or just yeah. like yo like man, you know what this is not the same He's this is old. this is not the same he and I think, dude i think a big factor is the foot because he can't he had moments this season where he still had pop and he brought he broke it out a couple times he has to get some momentum and it's just different he doesn't have the quick twitch ability but dude no this this is not but he's still – it's still up here. It's yeah. up here, and it's not like he's, you know, out there rolling in a bucket. Like, yeah. no, it's still a nice car. Yeah. But, dude, it's so it's so weird. It's so it weird, weird just because I'm like, do, do you got that, bro? You got yeah. it. <laughs> you really – it's funny because he takes shots, and, and you're like, who's going to tell him that that's a bad shot? Like, who's gonna tell him? I was rooting for him and to hit a couple tonight, but and he and he did hit a couple. And bro, the reverse, <laughs> the little reverse one hander, yeah, that was so. That I was actually personal. want to backtrack. I want to. I want to backtrack a little bit. I want to. Yes, I agree with that. It was a personal series. And I'm going to touch on that in a second, but I want to backtrack to the Anthony Davis discussion. Believe it or not, I have something. I have some some really interesting numbers on Davis. So Davis. 
as a rim protector is one of four notes that I wrote down for this game. The first was Doris Burke talking about how the Lakers' path to the playoff was mentally and physically taxing, which is something that I touched on after they lost in game two. Um, And I said, like, fatigue is a reason because of this. So I'm validated by Doris Burke. No one ever tell me I'm wrong again about anything, about anything. <laughs> um, but okay, so so then one of the other things I wrote down was the Grizzlies had missed 14 of their last 17 shots in the first quarter, and they just never recovered from that point on. It was just kind of done. The, the Lakers overwhelmed them, their defensive intensity overwhelmed them, and they folded quicker than a house of cards. Man, you know why? Yeah. LeBron in a closeout game. LeBron in a closeout game. That is 100%. I saw a crazy stat of what his record is in closeout games. And if you're interested, go look it up. But he's about 70%. He's been in about 40 of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, beside from that, dude, it's this defense. The defense. I, I can't say it enough. Like, it's pleasurable to watch how much teams are going to are struggling against them and they'll catch them of course but when you see it that's what it is it's yeah. demoralizing it is this fool with these arms that go on for forever and he has the perfect timing he also has this agility if it's not this fool i gotta worry about lebron from behind and these guys are just now getting pesky schroeder's really tough reeves is tough on the perimeter and you have you're emboldened with yeah. confidence when you have AD behind you, you can yeah. take chances. Yeah. You know Vanderbilt's going to dive on a loose ball. Right. And all these guys are just flowing, and they figured it out yeah. with this team. And my, my recipe was, how are you going to out-rebound them or score on them? And I love what I saw. And I'm sold, dude. I'm sold. This team yeah. is going, I think, to the finals. There we go. There we have it. And defense is obviously their most unique factor on any other team, in my opinion. Their defense is really, really good, and they look very engaged on that side of the ball. Obviously, it's it's it starts with Davis, right? It starts with AD, and AD had 26 blocks in this series. It was either 26 or 27, but he had 26 or 27 blocks in this entire playoff series. Guess who has the most Philly. blocks? Guess who has the most blocks in a six-game series? Because this series won six games. And I know all, back then all time. All, all time. Uh shoot. Maybe like Russell or something. But like if Tim not Duncan. him, Kareem. Tim oh, Duncan. Duncan. That's a good one. In the San Antonio, New Jersey finals in 2003. He had 32. It's an article I reference re- re- frequently, 2018, when they were considering the trade. I referenced him as a newer Duncan. Yeah. In in capabilities. Yeah. So that's I like that. I I, yeah. I, I can dig that. So that was that that was in a six game series. In a seven game series, Dikembe Mutombo had 38. Um, they were playing the Utah Jazz in 94. So AD is putting up AD is on pace to if he if he averages 26 or 27 blocks. For the rest of the playoff series, assuming they go to the finals, and he averages 27 blocks in the finals, 27 blocks in the Western Conference finals, 27 blocks in the semifinals, um, he will have the most blocks 
in a playoff run, like ever. Dude, that's incredible. That, the reason I threw out Russell or Kareem is just because I assumed they were getting more blocks back then because of the, the play style. So yeah. the fact that he might do that this day and age is ridiculous. That Ooh. guy is different, man. He gets it. I referenced that he won a national championship in at Kentucky because that's impressive. 19-year-old led a team with Kid Gilchrist and Marquise Teague and these other guys. I bring up that championship because I just think it says a lot that he led that team as a freshman and nobody else in that Kentucky program ever did it in terms of this recent incredible recruiting class of guys that are balling out right now in the playoffs. But he also did it in the league. And if you want to discredit the bubble championship, let's look at the teams that they got out of there. They got Russell and Harden out of there. They got Dame in them out of there. They got Jimmy in the finals when he established playoff Jimmy. They got him out of there. And I, I, I think I don't want to hear injuries brought up in any kind in any ring conversations now anymore because it's just a product of winning it all. You survived, yeah. And in fact, that's a factor. So the yeah. fact that they've got they've gotten it done once. He got it done in college. Bron has gotten it done four times. I think they got another one in them because they know what it takes. And I love the statement that AD had before the game. He said, I'm down to play all 48 minutes to win. Yeah. And people want to talk about how fragile he is. Yeah, it happens. We I'm a pro, you know, we're all we've all had injuries. So yeah. the injury bug is, you know, a cold, a cold beast. Yeah. He's here right now. And that brother's, he's here. He's locked in. He's locked in with it. And I'm on board. And I think that the combination of this Braun that's playing quarterback in like the flag football game <laughs> is going to be able to figure it out. But before I, you know, go on and on and on and on about the Lakers, as I said about the best player in the league title, I've been describing Tatum as the best player in the league waiting to happen since this pod is launched. Yeah. Because I'm sold. I'm sold on what that brother's capable of too. And I'm here for the collision course between those two. And I'm here to take whatever comes or what comes out of it. Like I'm down to walk into that movie theater. Yeah. And just sit down and like, you know, develop my thoughts after. Yeah. But, the fact that the Celtics do have two guys who have pretty, you know, pretty close ceilings in terms of just being that guy on the court at any moment. Yeah. Right now. And LeBron, you know, isn't really that right now, but he's still LeBron. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But it's, Impressive because, you know, Jalen Brown, like you said, that's one of your sequences. He hits the three. That was all net. It was all net. And that was when it could have got slippery. That was when it could have got real slippery. And he hits it. He turns around. What what does he say? I'm him. Hey, he's from Atlanta. He's in his hometown. Gives him 32 in the closeout game. Stop playing with him. Coming off the 30 ball. So I'm here for Jalen. I'm here with Jalen Brown too, bro. There, there, there was no loose, loose ends, loose threads with the Jalen Brown of it all. Air yeah. quotes. So yeah. I'm here for that, and I t- I'm telling you, Tatum is 
just a five-star player. And Giannis is out of there, and that seat is open now. They feel it. They, I, I, I think with Giannis being out, this team has developed an internal urgency of like, okay, we just fumbled it with Atlanta. This could have been 4-0 or 4-1, and we played around too much. Milwaukee isn't here. We've beaten Miami. I'm sure they feel confident against New York, and I think they're going to go out and they're going to handle business accordingly. Yeah. I think uh, not to not say I wasn't listening to what you said, I think that Anthony Davis is 16, 14, and 5 in yeah. 28 minutes today, only shot nine shots, was a very unique I'm him performance. Yeah. And Tatum and Brown essentially had I'm him fourth quarters. And you have, you know, I think that I don't think Brown is all the way there, bro. But if he's the guy, we're going to have to have that conversation down the stretch. But I think that title is up for grabs between the three of them. Maybe by the end of this series, maybe Devin Booker would like a word. Maybe, you know, KD or maybe even Jokic would like a word. But I think that somebody who's watched a lot of Celtics basketball, Jalen Brown's like that guy. Like he he paces the Celtics in some really murky waters. You know what I don't love sometimes though? What the turnovers? No, yeah, I don't love the handle, but I I don't love you know the the playmaking. Um, I don't I I don't love. He's more of I think he's a I think he's a high caliber scorer. You know I think that he can be a you know person who averages thirty. Doesn't. I still might – he might not crack my top five, even if he's, like, say, top three in the scoring for that season conversation, yeah. ceiling-wise. I don't love the the pivot, 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 you know, pump fake, like, drive is not there. I'm still looking. But he plays confidently, and he, he gets a lot of buckets that way as well. He does. I feel that's like that's, that steers some possessions away from, you know, it turns into kind of some watching. I don't know. There's some habits that, if I'm being very extremely nitpicky, that yeah. I don't love about the game. And that that's literally splitting hairs, but he is, bro. I agree with you. He's mentally tough. He is his own dude. Like he's cold. I, I mess with him a lot. He's cold. Him and Tatum, when they both are like locked in, it's like, listen, you can try the wings. You're not getting that. Like pick and roll, switch. Oh, it's Jalen Brown. Run another pick. Oh, it's Marcus Smart. Oh, run another pick. Oh, now I got Brogdon on me. Oh, wait, Rob Williams is on the strong side. Uh, like, what do I, let me swing the ball. Oh, wait, Tatum's over there. And it's just like, bro, when they're locked in defensively, they're a different animal. They're, they're, they're a unique defense because they don't force you to do like, like defenses will force you to maybe get the ball to the middle. If they run that like man matchup zone, they just go, go play one-on-one. Like we're okay with you playing one-on-one. Like what did they do with Atlanta? They said, Trey, go ahead. You could put up 300 million shots, but we're going to yeah. be contesting all of them. I, I think the Hawks and the Grizzlies are going to fall into the same tier of hind- when we you know look at the season in hindsight. Yeah. Partly because they you know went out to teams that really put them out, put them away. Yeah. So that that's some of it. But no, man, it's crazy. The parallels, though, 
And just one episode ago, we mentioned how, you know, this is really a possibility. And they mirrored what they did with each other. So we're just going to have to keep our eye on it. We won't only talk about them. We can gladly, you know, move along now to where at least we got to talk some suns and nuggets tomorrow. At least what we're looking for. Yeah, of course. Let's talk Kings, though. Let's talk Kings Warriors because I thought the Warriors were going to close out in six. They failed to do that today. Um, we, I don't have much to say. <laughs> I, so I was, I was away from the game, but then I was able to kind of keep up with it, and you know we were going back and forth, and you thought that the Warriors were going to come through. And yeah. I, because I was just like, yo, what's going on? I was like, you were like, I think the Warriors got this. And yeah. they're at home, and you're just, the third quarter hadn't happened yet. It's like, you know, the third quarter's coming. And what's yeah. funny is, remember, I, I turned on the, it's funny when you just catch a game. And then at that moment, you could just, whereas like, I don't know what happened before, but right now, it's like, I can I figure don't out know. exactly what's going on. Yeah, it's like, you get the feeling watching a game sometimes. Yeah. And it's like, ooh, this, this feels, not good, it, yeah. you know, for one side yeah. of the equation. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not going to overreact and count these boys out. I'm glad we're getting a game seven. Me too. That so, game seven in sack at that. Two things. First thing, I had De'Aaron Fox as an all NBA first team point guard. Good stuff. After today, I think that's, I think that pick is very validated. And if they win game seven, even more so because, you know, he's going to play very well for that, for their team to play well, he has to play well. Number two. Right, because I think that was a reason that they couldn't get the win at home in game five. That, that was two. his first game playing with the finger and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, Yeah, I think he figured it out this one. And the second thing I want to say is if the Warriors lose it another game seven, I just want to put that out there. Just think about it. Game seven last time, do they have the block running through their mind, the stop, the shot? They're on the road. Do these demons start to kind of creep in for this team? Do the jumpers just start bouncing off the rim? If they don't win another game seven, how does that impact how we view them? I just want to put that out there and float that out there for everybody. Chew on it. It's a steak. It's not a piece of Chipotle chicken. You're supposed to bite, enjoy the flavor, reflect on it. It's like wine. We love Chipotle chicken. So... I'm just going to put that out there. If they lose another game seven. And no, Steph man. doesn't shoot particularly well in the fourth quarter of a closeout game. What do we interpret that as? Are we willing to overlook that? Are we going to discuss it? Just, just, just some, just some food for thought. I'm excited for the game because the stars are going to show up to play. Yeah. It's going to be physical. It's going to be chippy. It's going to be edgy. The crowd's going to be incredible. They're going to be so involved. That crowd has been waiting for a moment like this for decades. No, man, this is actually going to be a spectacle. I think that we might, I think we might talk just about that game for a pod because I'm really here to enjoy a game seven. And this is a good one to have because the stakes are high. Stakes are very high. I think 
it you know it has could potentially be the end of an era you never know but i made the mma analogy about how i was like okay the challenger being the kings even though they had home court advantage they might have took two rounds off the champion at first i think the champ is going to sneak the last three rounds yeah it went on the cards ufc wise yeah. and tonight's win would have been that this is now is two judges have it one way you're waiting to hear the third judges call yeah. somebody's winning by a split yeah. But, it's, you know, that's where it dies because somebody's going to go in there. I, I can't I can't say too strongly what I think this means for, you know, I can't throw the Warriors any bail before this game or I got to see. I got to see what happens. We got to see what happens. I don't want to. Yeah. It's game seven, the two best. Right. Warriors in the last I don't want to say something too crazy. So. I just got to I, – I really want to sit down and watch that one, though. That is yeah, going – That's going to be a great game. I'm not doing anything. I already know – you, you, you're going to – you know That's appointment. That's an appointment game. Weekends. I am like – I fiend for food on the weekends. I post up in the room. I don't do anything but, like, watch <laughs> basketball. And I already know what I'm getting. I've got my pizza and my wing order ready to go for like before that game. I am about to enjoy that game. I think, I think my gut says Sacramento. If we're just because we 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 won't get another one off, possibly in between. I think my gut says Sacramento because unless unless Clay, I don't think we're getting like a fifty ball or anything like that from Steph. It, That's unless, where I disagree. We we, I think, we could. I think we I'd love Steph it. But I don't know. Steph, Steph kind of bugged the ankle a little bit in the fourth quarter. He did. And he what did. I saw, just what I saw from the, you know, from what I saw forward in about the third quarter going on down for the rest of the game, Golden State, by the way, only three points in the last three or four minutes of that game. Yeah, can't what I saw was a little nasty. It was like, yeah, you guys are at home too. Yeah, it was a little nasty, and I don't. I, I think Sacramento might be in their head. There was that clip of Jordan Poole and Malik Monk in just a shoot around, and Malik Monk is just all business, bro. He's like, "Yo, guard me. I, I'm not here to talk like back and forth with you like that, or really even be buddy buddy." Yeah, like because. I know you don't want this. Yeah. Because I'm going to give it to you. And he's doing his stuff. That's, that's pretty fun to see. And remember, I said that we had we didn't get the game yet where Monk had it rolling at least to a decent degree, along with Keegan Murray, along yeah. with Herter, along that with happened today. That kind of happened today. Right. I, I, I noted down in this game. Um, and it was like, hmm. This is this is them at full strength. And they are making Mike Brown might have found something in utilizing Trey Lyles over Alex Len as a backup center to Sabonis. Yeah, you kind of can't fight you, you gotta fight fire with fire with that yeah. Warriors team a little bit. Yeah. Trey Lyles is a in a weird way, a different he's like he's it's almost like he's 
their Robert Williams or like their unique little tool that gives them an edge over other teams where it's like we have this really massive paint protector who can kind of facilitate, but he shoots threes <laughs> and you have to yeah. find him in Trey Lyles has, he survived. He survived. Shout his out stock, to That's another his, his stock problem. was in. Yeah. He, yeah. Played with towns on a team that nearly won a championship, Yeah, which I just like referencing because it's funny. The guys that almost get it done or do get it done in college. When you look at their in professional careers, Yeah, but yeah, man, game seven, baby. Best two words in sports. So yeah. I am all here for that. Golden State, man. The, 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 the town hall is pending. So, yeah, Golden State is in a – they're in some they're, – they're in choppy waters that they've experienced before, but we're on the other end of – They are the, in the neck of the woods. Yeah. I don't know how – I don't know if there's anything about tonight that you can sleep well on if you're Golden State. Not really. Good way to put it. Not really. It will, I don't know how you come I mentioned that this thinking. team had deficiencies. And Sacramento's now playing at the level to highlight them. Yeah. They are. It's, no, it's they your are. rotations aren't really – your lineups aren't – you don't have the lineups. Looney yeah. can't play 48 minutes. They he should he probably shouldn't be you know what I'm saying like yeah. if you if you have to it's just not there the pool Curry Clay Peyton DiVincenzo it's like all right these guys are all six five like you're not gonna you get know who else on. is about six five Draymond but he yeah. gets away with it yeah <laughs> so Wiggins yeah. can't be the enforcer if. It's not, you know, put together correctly. And it's funny because this is a really similar team to their finals team last year, and they got it done last year, but it it, it wasn't – this one isn't really – man, and watch them go put the stomp on them in game seven. They could. <laughs> I'm telling you, Steph is – Steph is not going down like that. I, I saw what Steph did in Boston. There's, there's Steph that just says – Yo, I'll shoot this thing 35 times. It, you can't tell he's it. trying though, man. He's trying. Like yeah. those game five celebrations. Yeah. The 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 screaming. Like I like when Steph gets riled. Steph gets a little red. Oh, he does. He the, definitely the gets red. He starts <laughs> stomping around. Steph gets turned, and I, I I'm here for it now. Like I root for that, like just to see it's a spectacle. But he he's pushing the gas. And yeah. bruh, the Kings are. Still, they still got him. They they kind of got him right where they want him. And Mike Brown, man, coach of the year. Maybe he gets it done. I'd root for that guy. But we will, man. Well, that, that's going to be a good one. So, so you have the Warriors, or you have the Kings, winning Game Seven. I think so. I'll I'm say gonna roll with the Warriors. My, that wasn't my original pick. Like my original was Golden State because I in my boxer analogy and all that. But right now, just up to date. I saw that last night, and of course, these guys don't really have, you know, anywhere in the same ballpark, the experience and mental toughness already developed to see how they're going to respond in this moment. But Fox is kind of like that. Fox Mike, is Brown, like that. Mike Brown's not new to this. He hasn't, you know, reached a mountaintop on his own as a head coach, but he's been, you know, of course, a, a part of 
organizations that have gotten it done. A part, he's part of greatness. This fool's coached Kobe. He's coached LeBron. He's coached freaking Steph, KD. Like, yeah, he knows he his freaking hoops. Yeah, and knows the Warriors, and you know he's telling the guys what they need to hear, yeah. at least. And the guys are kind of running with it from there. Monk might not be going out like that. He sort of outplayed Clay in this series. Overall, they both had their moments and had their games. But right now, he's registering at, you know, I think a slightly higher grade, either for his team or overall. And, and Clay's been, you know, cooking as well. It's maybe new. We should revisit that after game seven, actually. I'm interested to look into that and see what that that might be the conversation. It, it yeah. might be who, and I don't really even think Monk should be their second guy. But he's he's stepping up to the plate. Well, so we said this in previous pods. You mentioned a player to watch for the Kings is Keegan Murray. Since you said that, he's had he's followed that up with two great games that have extended the series for them. I said one of the things that is hurting the Warriors is Jordan Poole's inability to defend and his seemingly lackluster offense right now. And what did you see today? Man. <laughs> He looked bad, man. He looked bad. And you just paid him all this money. Jordan Poole, I don't know who's going to try to trade for him. The Jordan Poole detractors are probably only only behind the Dylan Brooks hate train. <laughs> or, you know, maybe Trey, maybe some of these other guys. But, like, yeah. the folks who are on Poole's head are, like, out there. <laughs> Well, I mean, and I like Pool. I do too. I think so. Pool is, but I, I get it. I get it. He, he's kind of talking himself into these and putting himself in these positions to. It's just bad because he doesn't play any defense. I think that there's not the right balance between him, Steph, and Clay because I, I, the caliber of those players and their ceilings they need to be a part of your closing five, and they can't be. Collectively, I love Gary Payton. He's fearless. But there's just a big trade-off. And, you know, when you make that decision with that kind of swing spot, and I think they Golden State had a decision to make, you don't just let the piece walk. You got to hold on to it at least until you can get yeah. something for it. So that's a smart organization. If they if they go out this year, that doesn't mean they're done by any means as well. But I think right now they don't have the pieces. They, they banked on their young guys and Wiseman being a big – and not needing a big that badly. And you think they're getting past Anthony Davis and those boys? Yeah, they kind of need a Wiseman presence right now Stop just as a it. buddy. Stop it. But Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole is 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 cooked. He's that's that's what I for those cooked. that don't know what <laughs> cooked means. Cooked <laughs> is like he's just I don't even know how to describe it. You'll figure it out in context if you listen. But Jordan Jordan Poole is cooked, like he doesn't defend, right? And I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet that said Jordan Poole plays like Steve Kerr spun him around on the bench three times before something happened to the game. I'm telling you, bro. The crowd that doesn't mess with Jake. Like he's doing all this shit out there. The crowd that doesn't mess with Jordan Poole is a hilarious crowd. <laughs> like they have ammo. It's Jordan funny. Poole is like in the what would the thing is I love making fun of Jordan Poole but at the same time he's in this lineage of players where it's like Nick Young 
Like oh, he's making these guys cool, proud. Like, yeah, Jr. Like, he, he's making these guys proud. Getters. Hundred percent. It's where it's and, like you're gonna respect me because I can do this on the court, but <laughs> you, you know you're gonna get the whole package though, <laughs> dude. So I sent that video of Malik Monk talking to Jordan Poole, and one of my friends who's a huge Warriors fan said. I feel like Jordan Poole is such an absolute goofball. These sort of situations cannot possibly face him. And I said, he knows he's not guarding anyone, so there's no need to even pretend like he can. And my friend said he got punched in the face and still has the audacity to throw the ball into the stands like four times a game. He's unflappable. <laughs> Bro, no, man. And But it does it does something when you know that you were – like it's cool being the sixth man and all. He doesn't want to be the sixth man. He doesn't. You can so, tell he does not. It's like, yeah, I'm going to the bench because Clay, like you see him get subbed out in the fourth and head drops. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the clay conversation is waiting to be had about his extension. It's just so astonishing. Golden State because... can make the hard decision to go with the younger guy yeah. and just start it over. Sorry, Clay. I'm telling you, like you got to take the cut to stay. Or, in my opinion, if I'm them, I'm going. I don't know. Clay will get the last laugh possibly on on Sunday. So we'll just well, wait we'll see. Then. Exactly, we'll see. I, uh, yeah, I don't know if I have anything else to add about these two teams other than I'm excited for the game seven and. I'll roll with the Warriors just for picking the opposite team. I picked them to win the conference, so obviously I got to pick the Warriors. But I wouldn't be shocked if Sacramento kind of pulls this off. That would be great. That'd be great for the sport. That'd be great for the city. And if the Sacramento-LA rivalry that they had going on, shout-out to Brad Miller. Brad Miller versus Shaquille O'Neal. Kids these days, y'all are on TikTok. Y'all don't know about that. Oh. Y'all don't know about the Kmart neck tattoo. No, we'll, we'll get we'll get to the Sacramento Queens if if we get Kings Lakers. Sacramento Queens. We'll I don't know what Doug about Christie. Sacramento Queens. We'll get the Doug Christie and the boys. Oh, Doug Christie! How can we forget Doug Christie courtside? Coaching. Shout out. Co- yeah, shout out. Let me. I texted you this analogy. I texted you this analogy. I gotta say it. I gotta say it one time for all the people. Think back to when you're in college. And when people that you knew that were older than you graduated and the alumni come back for a weekend, shout out to the NBA for doing that. Doug Christie, courtside, salute. 0203, maybe. Never let it die. Light the beam. That's my thing on Doug Christie. Shout out to the Kings. That will be one lighting if they win. (laughs) Suns, Nuggets, at least what we're looking for tomorrow. And gist of the series. And uh, let's get out of here. But I'm concerned. I had to, I had the Suns at the top because I saw it. I think game one's going to start tomorrow. And I think this is going to be a lower scoring game than projected. And I think Denver's going to pull it out. Game one. Who are you taking for this series? So those concerns are emerging from the trend that I've been keeping up episode to episode when we talk about the Suns and the fact that KD and Booker are playing 
about 44 minutes a game. Yeah. And Chris Paul better not be in the 40 plus club too. Unless this, you know, unless the pace is allowing for it. But Chris Paul is averaging 38.5 minutes a game. I know, but <laughs> they, they made it a point like he, he can touch 40, but yeah. he need he they want him at about 36, 35, yeah. 30. Like less is better. We're not yeah. going to push the minute not the minutes with uh CP at all. I think okay. that Denver is going to be in better shape than them in terms of being able to be deeper, going harder throughout the course of the game and making them work harder because they are going to be working defensively. They're not just going to get to show up and sit and help and, you know, talk on some screens and box out and, and run. They're going to be working defensively. And somebody's going to get into foul trouble in a couple of these games. You only really got Aiden and Biombo. I think Jokic can put them both in the blender. And I think that their wings are going to have the energy. I think, man, I think the Bruce Browns, the Aaron Gordons, the Christian Browns, the Michael Porters are going to outweigh 44 minutes from K- of KD and Booker in every game of this series. That's what it's going to end up being. It's what they did to get by the Clippers. They're not going to really let up against this team that they're going to have to, you know, go tip or tat with. Yeah. And I think Denver has more options. I think they can get the game where, yeah, Murray's got it going. I yeah. think Michael Porter, Michael Porter's my guy to watch tomorrow. He's my guy to watch, and he's going next to KD. He is going to size up next to KD. He, I'm not saying he needs to outplay him. But if he can have the moments and for the overall course of the game hold his own, then Phoenix is going to be outmatched. Of course, Kevin Durant's going to get the best of Michael Porter. I hope that you know that's not the only takeaway from that. But I think the I think those guards in Denver and those wings are more legit than they're given credit for. And being that they have the altitude in their advantage, being that they're a team that already plays with pace, really, they're going to run this track meet with them for a full series, or they're just going to cook them offensively. They might. That's why I put them at number one, because I was sold. But as the games, you know, as we get closer to tip off in this series, that's my vibe. And I know Jokic can go 40. I know yeah. he can go 40 plus. Yeah. And he's going to do it. I know Murray can go 40 plus. He, you know, he's going to do it. Yeah. And, oh, it's funny. I, I, it just came back to me when I was mentioning the teams that the Lakers got by in the bubble. They also got Jokic and Murray out of there. Just saying. Just saying. They did. So you're going – so 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 who are you taking in the series? Denver. Taking Denver? I agree with a lot of your assessment. I think Phoenix is – gonna rely on Durant and Booker a lot more and I think Denver being this team oriented thing will find a a scheme not just sort of Ty Lue's defensive I don't know what if what schemes he was running but they didn't seem that effective I think Denver will try to be a little they didn't have the pieces they couldn't guard him 
Yeah, I, I think Denver will be a little more clever with their approach. That being said, I don't know who on this Denver team is low-key guarding Booker. And I don't know who's guarding KD. I think Dude. Jokic is going to kind of abuse Aiden a little bit. And with that being said, I think I think this series brings out the 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 dog in KD and Booker on the low. It better. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Suns and Six. I'm gonna roll with Suns and Six. To mention the I'll write that nuggets. down. Yeah, no, take it. Uh, get, throw me in for uh, I got throw, you. Me in, throw me in for Nugs and uh, throw me in for Nugs and six. If it goes to a game seven, I'm definitely taking Denver. I think at this moment, but to mention, I didn't even mention the best perimeter defender in terms of you know resume, but who's guarding Devin Booker off the jump is going to be probably KCP, and not to say that he is Shane Battier, but he's going to run with him. He's going to move his feet. He is going to run with them. Like I said, they also have Bruce Brown. You know he's going to hustle. They got – Oh, Bruce you were Brown talking about KPC? KCP? You mean KFC because he's freaking barbecue chicken for a guy like KD? Good one. I'll give you credit for that one. A lot of letters you got going right there. I'll give you credit for that. They also have Reggie Jackson off the bench. Where's my boy Fasundo Campazzo? Is he no longer with the roster? He's no longer. He's no longer with the organization. He was him. He was him. But dude, Blue. Reggie Jackson. He's Bobby Schmerda. He's he's a Denver native. He's a Denver native. He's playing. He's playing for the family. Might I add? He dude. might win some second. Dude, that second unit is going to be so much. The yeah, gonna, I mean, the I mean, are going to win this, dude. I yeah. brought up how many points Phoenix was getting from the bench. It's not yeah. going to get it done. Yeah. I don't think so. And they're going to win their games. They're going to win some games. No, I, I agree with you. Bench scoring is a huge thing for them that picture. I also don't think they have. But I think this series brings out like a a 40-40. Like KD's giving you 43. Booker gives you like 38-41. Like, yeah, I think, I think, I, get I think I'll rock with some overs in this series. I haven't been betting. The unders have been hitting at an incredibly ridiculous rate. Yeah, they're letting like, they're letting a lot of things go on. Physic physicality. Space three, space three basketball. It's harder to score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rules are a little different, but man, we just had to kind of vent on this pod. Essentially, yeah, that's what it felt like. Yeah, we just had to like spew it all out. It was like, here, have it. <laughs> because, man, stuff's getting good. This is personally my favorite time of the year. I, it just really, I think this postseason, you know, gets all the drama going. And who doesn't love a good drama? I'm excited. We got three games this weekend. Can't ask oh, for yeah, man. We will be back. We'll be back throughout the course of the weekend. And, man, until then, you guys, watch some freaking basketball. Have a great weekend. Until next time. Until next time.